Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to Join Us Room with me, Razak Musbao. And this afternoon in our headlines, government begins processes of migrating kidney disease patients on dialysis onto the National Health Insurance Scheme. And also Queen Mother of Sinyani Traditional Council calls on former President John Dramani Mahama to consider picking his running mate from among them for the 2024 election. We have details from the tour of the region by the NDC flag bearer. And also Communications Minister Esla Osu Ekofo hint of more job openings at the sector from next year following government resolve to invest more in that area in the 2024 budget. We have details including business, sports and the latest updates in news from the international scene. Please do stay. Now, regional managers of the National Health Insurance Scheme have been tasked to get data from the various teaching hospitals on the number of people on dialysis, the number of dialysis sessions, and how much they pay per session in order for the decision to be made. The National Health Insurance Authority has been addressing the media as part of their drive to get more blood into the country's blood bank. Richard Kwejonyako has more. The National Health Insurance Authority, as part of activities marking a 20th milestone, decided to help deal with the blood shortages at the various blood banks and its attendant preventable deaths. Speaking at the exercise, Central Regional Director of the National Health Insurance Authority, Fred Apia, says the move is in response to the numerous concerns and advocacy from kidney patients across the country. Now the typical issue is the inclusion of a diocese onto our package. And as our, as, our, and as our authority, we've listened to 
those concerns. So just last week, uh, our CEO and executive management sent a form to us to go to all the teaching hospitals where they do the dialysis and then take data from them. The number of dialysis they do in a week, the payments, and all that. So we are gathering the data, and I believe that there's a positive uh, news that definitely once we are done with the data and the Arturia come with the, the results, we consider adding dialysis onto our package. I believe that it will only take time because we receive the message from our CEO on Monday. We were given just two days to respond to that. So quickly, the operation manager and the team went to CCTH and came with the results on Wednesday and we submitted to head office. So look at the time they give to us. I know management will work on it uh, within the shortest possible time and give it the feedback as a nation. Deputy Director of Investment at the National Health Insurance Authority, Eva Okai, spoke about the need for everybody to get on board to stock the country's blood bank. We have decided to give back to society and uh, we have decided to do so in supporting the blood bank. Uh, over the years we've heard that there's, no, there's not much blood in the blood bank. People have lost lives because there was no blood to be given to them when they needed it badly. And so as we celebrated our 20th anniversary, we said, well, what can we do for society? And we decided that it is important that we support the blood bank. So across all the 16 regions, we are donating over 1,600 pints of blood uh, as we embark on this exercise to ensure that the blood bank has blood to support society. We are here to save lives. So and we are encouraging all. I mean, the staff are doing it, but the general public, we encourage each and every one of you to join us to donate blood to save a life. Senior Manager at the Claims Processing Center of the National Health Insurance Authority, John Eukwa, have explained how the digitization of the NHIA systems has helped in the fast processing of claims. So, technically, we are not owing the people because we have paid up to May. And I'm sure by the end of this week, other payments will be done. And I believe the payment has improved drastically. And I want, I want to assure the facilities that the payment will continue, especially if you take the tier three facilities, the chip compounds, the clinics, and the health centers. There's a package for them from the World Bank that their payment will be as fast as possible. Now that we have moved all the claims from manual to electronics, I believe everything will be vetted on time and payment will be done as effectively as possible. The initiative, the NHIA says, reflect not only a commitment to the health and well-being of citizens, but also a recognition of the pressing need to address blood shortages and of particular concern, the issue of kidney patients. As the NHIA celebrates two decades of service, they say this impactful move serves as a testament to its dedication to enhancing healthcare infrastructure and services in Ghana. Richard Kwejunyakon for Joy News. Now, the Bono Regional Hospital in Sunyani has been officially inaugurated as the Sunyani Teaching Hospital. Now, Health Minister speaking on behalf of President Inanako Fuado expressed high expectations that, with support from government and other stakeholders, uh, will make the newly designated hospital evolve into a center of excellence, not only in Ghana, but also beyond. 
potentially attracting medical tourism. Precious Semivore has more. The Bunu Regional Hospital, which started operation in 2003 to meet the health needs of the people, has gone through phases with calls over the years for its upgrade into a teaching hospital. Cabinet in February 2023 approved the memorandum for the 350-bed capacity facility to be converted into a teaching hospital to provide specialized services. At the inauguration ceremony, witnessed by the chiefs and people of the region, President Nana Kufwadu, in a speech read on his behalf by the Health Minister Kukwajima Menu, said the government is developing a 60-bed capacity infectious disease center at the Sunyani Teaching Hospital to help deal with outbreaks efficiently. He said the government would support the hospital to become a center of excellence. The inauguration of Sunyani Teaching Hospital today will not only enable the hospital to provide tertiary health care delivery, but will also offer expanded undergraduate and postgraduate training opportunities for doctors and other health professionals from across and beyond the region. The presence of the investor of energy and natural resources set to become the new medical school, along with the Catholic University, the Sunyani Technical University, and a network of nearby quality hospitals will all support the new Sunyani Teaching Hospital to achieve its mandate and potentially become a hub for medical tourists. By establishing the Sunyani Teaching Hospital, we have laid the groundwork for an influx of medical specialists and other healthcare professionals into the region to improve health outcomes. We have also laid the groundwork for the further upgrading of infrastructure and the provision of more state-of-the-art medical equipment to serve the region and beyond. It is therefore my expectation that the inauguration of the Sunyani Teaching Hospital today shall mark the commencement of a journey by this hospital to becoming a center of excellence in Ghana and the West African region with high prospects for medical tourism. I affirm that my administration will continue to provide the necessary support as this hospital embarks on this momentous journey. He called for stakeholder collaboration for the desired impact. I seize this opportunity to entreat all of us to continue to work together for the growth of this hospital. Without collaboration, our efforts will be limited in their impact. It is fitting that we invest in healthcare delivery, and I can assure you of the government's unwavering commitment in this regard. On this note, I wish to reiterate my administration's determination to take audacious steps that will culminate in the improvement of the living conditions of the Ghanaian people. We shall not offer excuses for the bold decisions we need to make to enhance the well-being of our people, despite the current challenges we face as a nation. The medical director of the facility, Dr. Cardinal Newton, acknowledged the new responsibilities but said they have some immediate needs. The conversion of hospital to teaching institution require significant resources, both financial and human, development of innovative teaching programs, and finally, strengthening of research infrastructure. We must also ensure that transition does not disrupt our existing patient care. Precious Semevo, Joy News, Sunyai. 
Now, meanwhile, a ranking member on Parliament's Health Committee is casting doubts on government fulfilling the project. And a statement released, uh, released Mr. Kwabena Minta Akando insists there is no financial allocation to transition the Sinyani Hospital into a teaching one. Mr. Akando claims the sort cutting is another grandstanding by the government to deceive the people of Bono. And uh, he joins me on phone now for some uh, clarity on this statement. Mr. Mitakando, thank you so much for joining us on Joe Newsroom. Uh, tell us, why are you alleging that there is no funding for this you know, upgrade, for which reason you call this a grandstanding and deception by government? Yeah, brother, you know that um, government has submitted the 2024 budget, which is its last budget for the attack. And there's absolutely nothing in the budget indicating that there's a... Uh, any allocation to convert the Sinyani Regional Hospital into a teaching hospital. And just like the director he said, in his stated in the interest, you just don't convert regional hospitals by map to teaching hospitals. It requires a lot of resources, financial resources. Even Sinyani Regional Hospital as a regional hospital itself is lacking a lot of resources, let alone converting it into a teaching hospital. So, I don't know. I sit in Parliament and I'm a ranking member. There's absolutely nothing that has come before us that has made any allocation to this convention. What's another hope? Well, it's completely. And you see, we have numerous health facilities dotted across the length and breadth of this country. And the notable one is, of course, is La General Hospital. We don't even have money to do it. We have demolished the Doma uh, uh, facilities at the Doma Digital Hospital. We have demolished a lot of in hospitals in this country that we have given or had any resources or funds to do them. So I don't get it. We, it's just embarking on another promising street without any resources. But Mr. Akando, I mean, if there is no allocation in the budget, could it be that you know government is getting the funds elsewhere outside of the budget? Which, yes, you, so the government can, I'm, I'm saying that, mm. listen, if it's a loan, it must come to Parliament. Mm. If it is not a loan inside GOG, whatever government is going to do in the year of 2024 is clearly stated in the budget. Mm. You can't go outside the budget. And it's not there. That's the point. It's not there. So where are, where are they getting the profit from? The funding. Mm. And we have waited that this government is noted for this kind of hope. Mm. And a classical example is the is a is a is a is a Lagina hospital, you know. So it's just been taking taking the years for granted, and passing on promising free without any any resources So so what does the minority in parliament intend to do? You know, do you intend to ask you know the minister of health? You know, Which why not? Why not? We will first and foremost we have to expose them, mm. and then follow it with a I mean a, a substantive question on the floor of the house to ask the minister where they are going to generate resources to embark on this day. Mm. Well, Mr. Mitakanda, we in appreciate the, I mean, in the era of IMF and whatever, you know the restrictions. They know. Mm. And the, the finance minister himself read it on the floor of the house. Well, Mr. Mitakanda, we appreciate your time. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll keep tabs on that. And uh, if you ever ask some questions in Parliament. Well, let's move to uh, what the Queen Mother of the Sunyani Traditional Council, Nana Akosia Diasika Aso Breye, who wants the National Democratic Congress to consider a native of the Bono region as running mate for John Mahama in the upcoming election. This, she believes, will be relevant in increasing the party's electoral fortunes in the area. 
She says it will be the first time an indigent of the area will be selected for the high office of the vice president. And Akosia Diasika Asobreye spoke when the flag bearer of the NDC, John Mahama, paid a curtsy call on the traditional council as part of a tour of the Bono region. And now Ajima is touring the Bono region with the NDC flag bearer and filed this report. <laughs> In 2020, the NDC appreciated in votes from the region, attracting 40.4% of votes, 2% higher than votes attained in 2016. This reduced... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The ruling party's votes from 60.3% to 58.2%. The Queen Mother believes a John Mahama government will be beneficial to the people of the region. People from different areas have benefited from the role of the vice president. We appeal to the flag bearer to choose someone from this area as running mate. We know that you have the region at heart. Your wife and party chairman are indigents of the region. If we vote well, we will benefit from his government. She further cautioned the electorate to restrain from selling their votes, emphasizing the need for party members to stick to John Muhammad's candidature. Most of the people joined the campaign and followed him here. I will plead with you people not to abandon him for financial gains elsewhere. Stay loyal to his cause. John Mahama later met identifiable groups in Sunyane in a town hall meeting. At the meeting, Chairman of the National Democratic Congress, Johnson Esiedunketia, wants electorate to eschew political and religious affiliation in choice of the country's next president. He believes competence is the most important quality to consider in choosing a leader. Only two towns in this country speak my native Nkwai language. If people decided to vote on tribal lines during the election of party officers, I wouldn't have gotten any vote. But people noticed my competence and gave me the chance, and I want that replicated in the general election. Or 
Meanwhile, flag bearer of the NDC, John Mahama assured the public challenges raised by the groups in the meeting will be addressed in the party's manifesto. For Joy News, Nanaya Ojima, Bono Region. Now, the National Democratic Congress in the Bono region says the two-day visit of the flag bearer, John Mahama, will energize the party base. Regional Treasurer Isaac Camposa says uh, it has propelled the party towards working for success in the 2024 elections. Though the Bono region was won by the NPP in 2016, votes of the NDC went up by 2% in 2020. It says the strong cause for change among electorates is tilting towards the NDC's advantage. Ghanaians are poised for a change and the only thing that they are expecting now is to see the person who is coming with the change you get it so the moment you see that person closer getting closer to you meaning that uh, uh, the person is ready to accept and then listen to 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 your 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 voice so when jm came here you all saw it the the how people were uh, arousing and then uh, uh, giving the support to, 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 to him. And I think yesterday when we went to the Kalik uh, Diocese, uh, their 50th anniversary, uh, you, saw, you saw what happened there. Uh, we were expecting the, uh, the president to come, but he couldn't make it. And when JM came, you saw how the people uh, supported and then they were cheering him up. And he's going to help the party in a long way because anywhere JM came, during the 2016 here, we had the, our vote. And GM coming here is going to impact a lot. You know, the former president in three separate town hall meetings assured them of willingness to improve agriculture in the area. Though the Bono region has an agrarian economy, indigenous are yet to yield expected benefits. Ms. Alponsa says promise to establish factories for value addition is welcomed. And this is a party that looks at the welfare of the grassroots, especially the, the, the private uh, communities. And you know, in, in Ghana here, we don't do this... Uh, technological agri or something like advanced agri we just do this peasant uh, form of agriculture and to lift that level of our agri sector we need to bring a lot of technology and other uh, things on board and you know president during the, his fourth term tenure before uh, 2016 he brought out a lot of agri policies that help farmers, especially the free fertilizer and other policies. And here is a uh, uh, cashew growing community and cocoa growing community. We also have tomato farmers and other uh, uh, farming groups. And you know he has come out with a lot of um, policies that is going to benefit the agri sector, especially um, talk of the cashew. Yesterday, um, when he met the farmers, he talked about these. Uh, factory to boost the uh, cashew farmers, especially 
um, adding value to the cashew so that we can even export and get uh, uh, foreign currencies into the country so that we can build our local currency to that uh, uh, level that we all expect. So um, looking at the agri sector, I think it has a lot of uh, uh, policies for the agri sector and which is going to boost our agri industry. You know, about 60, more than 60 percent of, of, of the general population is into agri. So if we're able to focus on agri sector and improve upon uh, our agri sector, it's going to boost our economy very well. Let's stay in the Bonin region uh, where my colleague Nanao Ajima has been following the former president and he joins me on phone for some update on the president, the former president's activities uh, in the region. Nanao Ajima, thank you so much. Uh, what can you tell us more about the president, uh, the former president's activities? Where is he now at the moment? So um, yesterday, the former president concluded his trip to the Bonin region. He is now in the Bonin East region where he has commenced another tour of the region. It is also going to be a two-day tour to Bono East region. And this morning, since it is, it is a Sunday, he decided to visit, to visit some churches and worship with these um, churches within the Bono East uh, region. Mm. He completes visit to the churches as the Apostolic Continuation Church at Chetiman. And from there, he proceeded to his own church, as he puts it, the, uh, that, that's the, uh, we seem to have lost uh, my colleague Nana Ojima there. We'll reconnect to him and get some more updates uh, pretty shortly. But the former president is at the Boni East region now, where he's going to continue uh, his tour there, and uh, he's going to continue it across the country. And uh, we'll get some more update for you there but uh, now the minister for local government and rural development daniel kweku boche has cut sword for the commencement of the phase three of the ghana secondary city support program which is part of government broader urban development and decentralization strategy aimed at improving the quality of life for the people the minister in his address during the ceremony in techiman disclosed that the 245 million dollars funding for the project is secured and urge contractors to work within shadow. And Asabed has more in the following report. The 245 million US dollar funding for the implementation of the Ghana Secondary City Support Project remains secure and intact. That's according to the Minister for Local Government and Rural Development, Daniel Kweku Butri, who was speaking at a brief sword-cutting ceremony to kickstart the commencement of the phase three of the project, which includes the new Tichiman Urban Park. When we signed this World Bank funded project, it's a loan, it's a credit facility. And so the monies are available. I'm sure the contractors themselves will tell you they seem to know more about this project. They will tell oh, this one, the money uh, we have to wait for some time. But this one, the money is ready. And as soon as the project starts, no consultant is going to uh, suffer for let's wait and see I've raised interim part, uh, 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 certificate IPC and then uh, 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 there's no money in the account so you have to wait. No, the money is ready and we are going to ensure that they work according to schedule. Mr. Dambuchi further revealed that the project also aims at helping develop the famous Tichiman Central Market to boost local trade across the area. They determine as they determine where we are standing now, they are going to work on this road and all the roads they have also walked away, they have street lights, uh, it's that. Then the urban park, 
the park itself and all the amenities, amenities that go with it. I know they are going to do tracks for uh, sporting activities. They are going to do that. Then there are so many other roles that have been determined by the assembly in conjunction with stakeholders. And you know who, uh, where uh, Tachima, Tachima is a major, major, major uh, 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 trading market center. So they are going to improve uh, the market uh, infrastructure in Tachimine, benefiting its status. And now Tachimine is also a regional capital. And so they are benefiting from all these projects. It's massive. So many of them. You know, they have emitted their roles in different, different uh, uh, parts of the city. So that is what they are going to enjoy. Deputy Local Government Minister and Member of Parliament for Tachimine South, Martin J. Mensa Kosa, on his part, appealed to the people to help provide the needed support capable of ensuring the successful completion of the project. Enjoy a bay, you don't know you are, 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 you here will be enhanced as the opportunities for all of us here. you don't know you are, you don't know you this new sports development center means a lot to the people of the Chiman, particularly owners of football clubs. Zulia Den Bauer, also known as Coach Yaroma, is the chief executive officer of the Chiman Liberty FC, a Division One team in Chiman. He says this urban park, when completed, will go a long way to help develop and nurture football talents in the area. Based on the pitch. And then say, this is one of the things that will activities football talents. So this will go a long way to because the the traditional council, Nana Asari the second on behalf of Nananum, was full of praise to the member of parliament for the area and assured the contractor of Nananum's full support. Anna Sabit, Joy News, Tichiman. Let's get back to my colleague Nanawa Jima uh, in the Bono region who's been following the former president John Mahama on his tour. Uh, Nanawa, we lost you briefly there, but so tell us where uh, is the former president heading to next and what will he be doing? So as I said, he is in the Bono East region and he commenced his tour as the Apostles Continuation Church and mm. proceeded from there to the Assemblies of God Church in Tetiman. Presently, he is at the oldest Christian Church International where um, he is now delivering a message to the church. Now, from the, 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 what I've been taking from these churches, from his speech, the, all he has been saying is that the Christians or the Christian uh, the people in the Christian religion will have to remain resolute. Even though there are lots of economic challenges in the country, he believes that it's about time Christians continue to pray and call on God to deliver the country from the crisis. He believes, he believes that it's about time um, they pray to God to elect or select a leader to help this country, salvage the country from the present condition. And also, he is um, admonishing the persons within these churches mm -hmm. to um, continue uh, to stay with democracy and ensure that they vote the people they want or they believe can help the country in the next election. Um, he wants 
them to desist from taking any inducement from any candidate mm. and also be wary of people who come with lots of promises in the campaign season. Um, after the business, they will proceed to a nursing training college within 30 months and also finally wrap up with um, a town hall meeting. These town hall meetings have been essential in the tour to the Bono area. Now, um, at these town hall meetings, various people within the community mm. come to these meetings and put their concerns put over there. Their well, messages. Yeah, well, well, now, Juma, uh, we'll have to end it there. Uh, just keep tabs on it, and of course, we'll bring uh, our. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It was up to date on the former president's activities in the Bono East region. But away from that, Communications Minister Ursula Ouso Enkofo is hinting of more job openings in the sector from next year. It follows government resolve to invest more in the sector to create the needed jobs for the youth in the 2024 budget. The Minister has been speaking to Joy Businesses, George Weafi, about other initiatives being undertaken by government for the communications sector to help to totally digitalize the economy. I've always told the finance minister that if he invests in my ministry, we will be able to make even more revenue for the state. We've done a lot of interesting collaborative projects already, and the Ghana.gov platform is one of them. And we're seeing how just by rolling out this platform to a select few um, ministries, departments and agencies, government revenue has quadrupled. And so if we roll it out to all agencies and use that as the single interface for applying for and paying for government services, one, it reduces the human interface. It ensures that the payment is received by the proper entities and it doesn't leak into individual pockets. Yesterday, we launched this restart program, um, which is being rolled out by the Kofi Annan ICT Center with funding from the World Bank and Amazon Web Services and um, Smart Africa Digital Academy, which is going to train about 10,000 young people across the country in cutting-edge emerging technologies like cloud computing, artificial intelligence, machine learning, cybersecurity. In all these areas, there's a critical skills shortage. Jobs are available and there are no people to employ, not enough people to employ. So if you acquire those skills, you are literally walking into a job. So for me, that's the way to the go. The communication ministry plays a critical role in this broader economy. Government is looking at how they can stabilize the environment for businesses to grow. Do you think that this budget is doing that by stabilizing the environment for the various businesses in your space to grow going into next year? It's important. And the budget is taking critical steps in that direction, for which I'm grateful. Of course, we can't solve all our problems in one year. 
but we need to be on the right path. We've done exceptionally well in this digital space in the seven years that this government has been in power and done certain critical things that have rejigged our economy. And because we've taken it for granted, we don't see, seem to see, uh, see the relevance of that. Now you can pay for your, a lot of your bills from the comfort of your home without moving or taking a cab or walking because the infrastructure is in place. You can apply for a lot of services online. We can even get transport from the comfort of our home without standing in the sun or in the rain because of the digital transport systems that are available. We can order food from the comfort of our homes. And there's so many other things that we're doing. We're paying for goods and services online seamlessly or because you put in place the systems to make that possible. There's a lot more we can do with that. What are we doing? Infrastructure, we're still working on it. There's a lot more that we need to do and we're working on it. Now, a non-profitable, uh, non-profitable international organization, Virtue Foundation. In Washington, our leaders are fighting the obesity epidemic by making sure that their health plans cover obesity treatments. If they would only do the same for the rest of us, we wouldn't have to make this ad. Tell our leaders, update Medicare policy to include obesity medications now. Paid for by the Health Equity Coalition for Chronic Disease. And now, a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. And today's forecast, expect a steady breeze with 100% chance of twisting down those country back roads gleefully on your motorcycle. Some will want you, others will want to be you, and animals everywhere will yearn for opposable thumbs just to work that throttle like you do. <laughs> oh, nature's cruel design. That's your forecast, back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with 24-7 roadside assistance from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage come to the aid of the Upper West Regions uh, Hospital by donating medical equipment worth over 300,000 Ghana cities to the hospital. The items donated include an endoscopy tower, which is valued over 2,200,000 Ghana cities. And the medical director of the hospital, Dr. Robert Amesia, revealed that though the endoscopy machine is primary for ear, nose, and throat cases, it will also be used uh, for other cases, such as neurosurgery cases at the hospital. Joe News, Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafiq Salam, reports from what? The Upper West Regional Hospital, for three years, has established a symbiotic relationship with an international non-profitable organization, Vitu Foundation, which the former has benefited a lot from donations and supply of medical equipment, training of staff, and exchange of knowledge. Virtue Foundation was founded by two United States medical doctors, Dr. Abi Elahi and Dr. John Lereva. For over a decade, they have been working and partnering organizations in the country in their area of needs. Program director of Virtue Foundation, Evan Absent, disclosed that they came into the country through the legal route, working with female judges and parliamentarians. He recalled with nostalgia some of the cases that they have been able to deal with, including a child who had severe burns at Wallenbele. Another is Dr. Edmond Young, who is an orthopedic. One thing that we do is we work uh, primarily in Tumu, in the municipal hospital, 
as well as here in the Upper West Regional Hospital. Uh, but we've also, over the last decade, um, worked a lot with some of the CHIPS and health centers. Uh, this year, in fact, we, we stopped by Walembele, Bugubele, um, Kang, and Sakai, and we're able to give some of our donations of supplies and equipment there. And last year, during one of our visits to Walembele, we noticed there was um, a small little girl, a baby, that um, was full of burns everywhere. Um, and she was kind of just laying there because they didn't have the resources. They weren't sure exactly how to manage it. And again, luckily our team was there at that time and we were able to transport um, the baby to Tuma Hospital where our plastic surgeon, our pediatric surgeon was there. They intervened right then and there. We were able to debride the wounds, to prepare the proper medications for wound care and management because there was second degree, third degree burns. Um, and I was very glad to see that, you know, afterwards, um, we were following up with um, the nurses and the um, there and see that she was able to recover and do well from that. With the Vetu Foundation team, and he shared with me some of the cases they have attended to at the Regional Hospital. Well, very busy, very uh, high volume of trauma fracture cases from motor vehicle accidents uh, that are treated here. Um, a lot of conditions that uh, have a need for treatment that better increased access for treatment would improve the results for those patients and so that is very interesting for me to try to help with that. Betu Foundation ended their medical outreach in the region with a donation of some medical equipment worth thousands of Ghana cities to the Upper West Region Hospital. One of them is this endoscopy machine valued at over 200,000 Ghana cities. Medical Director of the Upper West Region Hospital, Dr. Robert Amesia, thanked Betu Foundation for the support over the years. They have presented to us a couple of items. One of them is this tower. The last time we wanted to buy endoscopy tower just for upper GI and lower GI endoscopy, we needed more than 200,000 to buy it. So we know with inflation and all other factors put together, this thing can go for more than 300,000. So they might not have given us money in cash. They, they have given us so much in terms of this. And this is not the only donation. We will move to the eye care uh, center where they have also donated some items to us. Today we're talking about neurosurgery and how risky it is to pass uh, endo, uh, NG tubes for people with basal scar fractures. We said with this thing now here, you will be able to see the base of the brain and know whether it's disrupted, not disrupted, but this is primarily for ENT. But every machine can be used for the purpose that you want to use it for. And what we will assure them is that we are going to put this machine into good use, and when they come back, they'll see this machine in the shape that they left it. Also present, was the country director of Betu Foundation, Mohamed Isa Bataglia. I am motivated by the challenges we are confronted with. And I think fortunately we identified a group that are well-intentioned. And they have been on a project. Currently they are looking into about 72 middle and lower income countries and trying to match the world because it is believed that the, the world is in two parts. Some part is highly resourced and other parts is what? under resourced. So by this, they are trying to look at the needs. For instance, we looked at the angle of uh, Upper West and even having otomologists. 
it's a challenge. So it's better for us to bring the best automotives that we have in the states, which is Dr. Charles School. And the evidence proved last year when he was here, people were a bit skeptical. This time around, I know there will be more pressure on him because he really did a good job. And I trust that what they have done here is something that is going to help a lot of people. Reporting for J News, Rafik Salam. Wow. For watching the journey's room here on the journey's channel, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with more. Day of November, Africa will be moved by music. It's the 11th Guinness Ghana DJ Awards, powered by Smirnoff. Who wins what? Who wears what? The back-to-back -back jams by the hottest DJs and your favorite music stars celebrate the biggest night of music as we recognize our iconic D DJs. Miss performances by DJ Sky, Stone Boy, DJ Nice, Master Q, Gal Dem DJ, Samini, Lil Wayne, DJ Sly, The Mask DJ, and all the way from Netherlands, DJ Polyester, Gal Star 713 Star, 33 Star, 33 Hush, to get your tickets to this unforgettable night of great music. The Guinness Ghana DJ Awards is powered by Smirnoff and sponsored by Game Park Ghana, Virtual Sound Lab, DSTV Aquaba Magic, PC Entertainment, Hooked on Entertainment, with media partners, Join 99.7 FM, Hit FM, Join Prime TV, WhatsApp TV, GhanaMusic.com, The Radio Advertising People, and Showbiz TV. Climate change is changing the landscape of agriculture in Ghana. It's time to adapt and thrive. Join us at the EU Climate Diplomacy Week as we empower Ghanaian farmers with strategies to build resilience. Be part of our panel discussion on the topic Building Climate Change Adaptation Capacity at the Farmer Level Live on Joy 99.7 FM, the Joy News Channel and across our social media platforms Wednesday 22nd November 2023 at 2pm 2 from the West African Centre for Crop Improvement, University of Ghana This event is brought to you by the European Union and GIZ in partnership with Joy News
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, welcome back, and let's do some business news. And a former Deputy Minister of Energy and ranking member of Parliament's Select Committee on Mines and Energy, John Jenapo, has issued a challenge to corporate Ghana, urging them to leverage emerging technologies to expand their frontiers. He emphasized that the industrial sector plays a crucial role in Ghana's economic transformation agenda. Mr. Jenapo shared these thoughts during the inaugural Corporate People's Choice Awards organized. Maven Communications in Accra. There's more in the following report. Clearly, a pathways to restoring our economy is clear. We've laid a solid foundation as a result of the IMF. Held under the theme commending remarkable business excellence, a voyage of enduring client satisfaction and exceptional operation, the maiden edition of the Corporate People's Choice Awards by Maven Communications recognized 23 established and emerging brands in the areas of innovation and technology, corporate social responsibility, quality service, and quality product. During the event, Member of Parliament for Yape Kusogo, John Jinapo, delivered a keynote address emphasizing the need to create a congenial atmosphere for businesses to expand. We must put industry, we must put businesses at the core and at the center of our development. No nation has developed without the private sector. No nation has developed without captains of industry because it is the industrial sector that transform the economy. It is the industrial sector, it is the corporate sector that creates the bulk and the mass of employment that carries the bulk of the youth. And so if this country is to go forward and to move forward, you captains of industry, you members of the corporate world, you ought to be prioritized and be given the congenial atmosphere so you can propel and employ people and grow this economy. To remain competitive globally, Mr. Jinapur also urged corporate organizations in Ghana to capitalize on emerging technologies to maximize their gains. To have that competitive edge, I just thought that I should use this opportunity to appeal to you captains of industry to take advantage of emerging technology. Because the world is changing. China is moving very fast. Brazil is moving very fast. India is moving very, very fast. And for Africa to remain competitive and also play at that center stage, we must adapt 
to changing environment and changing technology. And I thought that this is very, very important. Some corporate organizations shared their impactful stories and urged the government to create a congenial atmosphere for local businesses to thrive. It's been, it's been very essential. As I speak to you now, we've been able to employ over 800 drivers and also improve the lives of over 3,000 people through our other, you know what I mean, uh, specialized products that we, 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 we introduce. If you look at every country, the, 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 what boosts the economy is the tourism side. What we are saying is that the government needs to create more avenues for, I mean, tourist sites or renovate the, the ones that we have already, the existing ones, so that people coming from outside and then other places who knows that we have a lot of tourism attracted places. Event director of Maven Communications, Seth Danso Asante, explained the significance of the Corporate People's Awards in enhancing local productivity. The Corporate People's Choice Awards, organized by your truly Maven Communication, it's a very essential award scheme. Now, this award not only emphasizes on brands that are doing very well, brands that are providing exceptional products and services. Now, this award scheme, one, the most interesting thing about this award scheme is we left the research and the survey in the hands of the corporate people, the big money spenders, the mid and also high income money earners. We, we conducted the research where they decided who and which kind of businesses they would like to invest their money in or even spend their money on. And yes, so the winners of this award, the winners of this award tonight were decided by the corporate people with endorsement from our awarding board. Now the Corporate People's Choice Award seeks to re-emphasize and retreat companies that are doing work, companies that are doing exceptional, companies that are providing exceptional services and products to the Ghanaian community and also the business landscape at large. Industry players believe that recognitions like these are essential to boost the morale of emerging businesses in Ghana. Carlos Caloni, join News. Now, Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Ejapomesa, has assured that the 2024 budget will help stabilize the economy and improve the livelihood of Ghanaians in the coming month. He has been speaking in an interview with Joy Business Editor, George Riafi. Clearly, the pathways to restoring our economy is clear. We've laid a solid foundation as a result of the IMF program. We definitely are not out of the woods yet, but if you look at primary balance, you look at debt to GDP ratio, you look at expenditure, you look at revenue performance, all the indicators are looking in the right direction. Consistent with what we did prior to the uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, which was a key, 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 key determinant in our economic fortunes post that period. And I'm particularly excited that the finance minister has laid a clear path for growth in the 2024 budget. Uh, we'll look to support him to implement it successfully so that the good people of this country will have absolute faith in our ability to work to transform their lot, will give us the mandate to continue to uh, improve the fortunes of this country for the benefit of all of us. Some of us, you're also a senior minister in this government. What happened to the taxes? Rather, we saw uh, tax release rather being pushed 
Uh, was government forced to succumb to pressure to withdraw those tax measures? Of course, there were some new efficiency measures that have been rolled out. Because if you look at the presentation, the finance minister indicated that we're looking to raise some 0.9% of GDP by way of revenue additional. How to do that is to really look at the existing tax regime and to input some efficiency measures that then allows you to raise more revenue. Also, if you look at the expenditure pattern over the past year, clearly government has cut expenditure significantly to meet the targets that it had set. Okay, and so uh, uh, clearly uh, those of the Ghanaians who know the NPP administration. Uh, look, when we came into government in 2017, yes, we're under an IMF program, but at the time, all the criteria, benchmark that had been set by the NDC government, none of it had been met. Okay? Hence the need for us to extend the program by a year and worked hard to achieve significant benchmarks that then led to our successful completion of the program. If you look at the first review, of the PCPEC, uh, clearly all the qualitative and the, uh, quantitative criteria, the reform criteria, has substantially been met, uh, such that we've reached staff level agreement. We are expecting that uh, when the board meets uh, sometime before the end of this month, they will approve the first review and disperse the funds. The board is supposed to be on November 22nd. Yes. What, what do you have? The minister spoke about the bilateral credit. Yes, have you been, are you almost through in getting that MOU? Uh, it's not an event. It's an ongoing process. Okay. My understanding is that the IMF's expectation is that we have commenced the discussions with them. And it's obvious to everybody that that conversation has started. And we are hopeful that we will finish the discussions by... Get the MOU yeah. on time for the board meeting? I, I'm not sure that the MOU is a requirement for board approval. Okay? It's the opening of the conversation that I'm told is critical. That conversation has started. So let's look to 22nd November. Uh, I've already heard the doomsday prophets saying that it's not going to come. I seem to say that our inability to so successfully complete the program impacts only MPP people in this country. We all have witnessed the economic challenges that Ghanaians... In Washington, our leaders are fighting the obesity epidemic by making sure that their health plans cover obesity treatments. If they would only do the same for the rest of us, we wouldn't have to make this ad. Tell our leaders, update Medicare policy to include obesity medications now. Paid for by the Health Equity Coalition for Chronic Disease. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account. Where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. And I appreciate, government appreciates their forbearance. Okay, because we all know the difficulties that led us to where it is that we are. Of course, some ostriches pretend as if to say, oh, it's mismanagement, mismanagement. Question that I ask all the time is, how is it that a government that was doing relatively well 
And I'm first to admit that between 2017 and 2020, it's not as if we didn't have issues. We had issues. Now, let's do some uh, world news now. And the Palestinian Red Crescent Society says it has successfully evacuated 31 premature babies from Al Shifa Hospital. The infants were moved with help from the United Nations and World Health Organization, which warns that hundreds of critical ill patients remain stranded. In a social media post, the PRCS included photos of ambulances, which it says transported the babies. Hundreds of people have left Al-Shifa Hospital since the Israeli military moved in to carry out what it called a precise and targeted operation against Hamas. It comes after the Qatari Prime Minister said earlier that only very minor obstacles remain to Israeli hostages being released. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says nothing has yet been agreed and ruled out a full ceasefire. The U.S. says officials are working to agree. A deal. And earlier, uh, the uh, media reports that Israel, Hamas, and the U.S. were close to agreeing the release of some hostages in return for a pause in fighting. The Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza says more than 12,300 people have been killed in the territory since Israel began its campaign against Hamas. Well, that's all we have for you on Joe News Now. But uh, before we go, though, there's more now on the news that premature babies have successfully been moved out of Gaza City, largest hospital at Shifa Tedros Adon. Uh, Jebusus, the Director General of the World Health Organization, expressed his admiration for health workers in Gaza, saying he and others are humbled by their heroic work, confirming that 31 very sick babies had been evacuated and were receiving urgent care at a maternity in Rafa, southern Gaza. He said in a social media post, quote, a message, further missions are being planned to urgently transport remaining patients and health staff out, out of Al Shifa Hospital pending guarantees of safe passage by parties to the conflict. A statement further adds that further missions are being planned to urgently transport remaining patients and health staff out of Al Shifa Hospital pending guarantees of safe uh, passage by parties to the conflict. That uh, they, as reported earlier, the, the World Health Organization estimated that almost 300 critically ill patients remain stranded at Al Shifa, where the Israeli military have been conducting checks for some days. Well, that's all we have for you on Journey Soon. With me, Razak Musbao. There's more coming up on the Journey's channel. Please do stay.